0: To the two tones, Tony DiVolfo. Greetings, Tony. Tony Moclair, two grey haired men with glasses dissecting the games of the Cult Football Club. It is episode 15, Tone, club a, historian.
1: Yes, you're only as old as you feel, Tony. I thought Thank I'd you. qualify that. Episode very poor
0: statement. I give it, you,
1: yes, Tony. Vera Lynn. Oh, Vera Lynn. Now number fifteen, Vera Lynn. If I look down my list, yes, very yes. exceptional call, Tony. Twenty-seven games for the club, nineteen ninety-four to ninety-six. Yep. Um, was a was he a Queenslander? I'm trying to remember now. I think he came from the. Um, the sunny climes of uh, QLD, if memory serves, oh, I might have sure that wrong.
0: Journeyman, journeyman footballer, he I was. Think you'd call him. He
1: was. Uh, Sam Docherty, of course, oh, is the current wear well, of the goonzie. Is he wearing it with distinction? Yeah. And I might say Val Perovic, ah, the great Val Vladimir Perovic Wolf, ninety-seven games for Carlton, two premierships, of course, 81-82, the back-to-back years under David Parkin's uh, realm. The first footballer I ever interviewed as a as a cadet journalist, Tony. I uh, want to hear this. Uh, no, no, it was all above board. Uh, the best thing about Pera was that um, he gave me time. He, he, yeah. he was very patient. I was pretty green, as you can imagine, and nervous, and, um, and yet he was very, very kind to me, and I think it's probably why I have a great friendship with Val after all these years. But I've always said with Val Perovic, you know that question people are asked, you know, if you were to invite um, five people mm-hmm. to... A, Dinner party Who would it be Sometimes people say Oh well if you were Still around Martin Luther King Well Val Val was one I'd always volunteer Because he he was A man of the world Um, uh, A a journeyman I mean he forever Goes north Fishing You know He goes Overseas He goes back to Croatia Which of course Is where he was born Or Yugoslavia I should Mm. uh, Correct myself there To where he was born And just a man of the world And a a man of great um, uh, Knowledge uh, of life, I suppose you would say, Tony. Terrific journeyman and a most interesting character.
0: He was a big unit, too, wasn't he?
1: He was indeed. I mean, he played at Secure as a wingman, believe it or not. Oh, okay. and he, and he was an exceptionally tall player um, at, at the time, but, you know, Fendi's niche across half back, and, mm. like, when you're in a, you know, you're playing alongside the likes of Duel um, and Hunter. Yeah. Well, you're halfway there, aren't you? But he, he was a great player for the Carlton Football Club. Had a fight with Lindsay Fox, wouldn't uh, relocate from home in Ballarat to train at Moorabbin despite the pre- president's protestations. Yeah. And Carlton took full advantage and, um, and uh, made him an offer which suited, suited yeah. the player's best interests. And the rest, as they say, is history.
0: Well done, Carlton. Well done, Carlton. Well, well done
1: then. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you another story about Val too before I, I'm digressing. Your time. But he used to that. park, his. Um, I think he had one of those Sandman, you know, those oh, old... Oh, lovely ukes. car, yeah. And he used to park at, at the front of the old the entrance of the old football club here uh, facing Royal Parade. And of course, in those days, the boys, they played hard and they partied hard. Mm. And Val used to, uh, um, on, on a Saturday, he'd leave all his gear, he'd change, yeah. go out on a Saturday night, leave all his gear in the car, get back at about you know, 7.30 in the morning, of course it was a Sunday morning training session at 8 o'clock, he'd have 15 minutes kip in the oh. back of the sandman and Mark McClure would uh, rock up at quarter two and <laughs> <laughs> ready for training, Val. And he was never late. He was never late.
0: No. Probably a few G's after that as Very well Very true. That wouldn't surprise me. Tone, um, Sunday's game was a disappointment. Um, the tights got up. Um, would that they didn't. It's been a long time since we beat them. They prevailed in a scrappy, unpleasant to watch encounter.
1: It was. It was indeed. It was lacklustre to me, and and it seemed, Tony, to me that the boys weren't um, weren't
0: there. No, they weren't. They they hadn't kind of clocked on. No, they
1: hadn't. And you know, as we've seen with the evenness of this competition this year, that if you if you're not quite there, Mm. you're you're fair game for the opposition. And the incredible thing about it all, Tony, was that as. um, Disappointing as Carlton was, they were in the game late, mm. and that was because of the fact that Richmond just, for whatever reason, wasn't able to put Carlton away. I mean, they—I think Richmond had a two-goal seven-second quarter that, by rights, probably should have put the and result can't, beyond
0: doubt. Carlton kicked a point in the second quarter. They did. So there you go.
1: But incredibly early in the in the final quarter, if you remember, you mm. know, the, uh, Bryce had that. Difficult shot from the boundary, Yeah, which he could have got. He could have got, and and then there was that th- that pass in the, the I magnificent pass to up yeah, that he was about didn't. two feet too high. He didn't. He didn't yeah. catch. Uh, so you look back on it, and you say, well, there were still moments, you know, where. But but on the day, uh, it seemed to me that Carlton just hadn't come to play. And speaking to um, to um, one of the defenders after the game, Caleb Marchbank. He did make issue of the fact, and I'm sure this was picked up by the coach, that the tackles just weren't sticking. You know, yeah. and, and you know, the, perhaps the tackles weren't sticking because the mindset wasn't there to ensure that the tackles stick. Yeah. So I think the work rate was by and large down, and it was also reflected in the reserves where Carlton or the Northern Blues were on the end of an 84-point belt. Ooh. And I read with interest Josh Fraser, the coach's comments afterwards, that the same intensity was was, for whatever reason, lacking, which yeah. was quite – it was a disappointing weekend for the club in, in total, to be truthful.
0: Indeed. And Ted um, Lamb had a forgettable game, well, quite literally, figuratively as well. Um, Bashar Hooley, he well, was on the wrong end of a um, – I don't know, maybe um, uh, it just – well, not an errant – Uh, fist. It seemed uh, quite deliberate, but out of character, you've got to say, for him.
1: Well, you know, the amazing thing about that incident, and, and, you know, Besha Hurley, you have to say, he has got an impeccable record. I mean, he's never, you know, troubled the scorer, so to speak, at tribunal level, Mm. and yet it seemed that he did look around, you know, and he had some fair degree of knowledge that Lamb was on his hammer, but I I don't don't know that Jed Lamb had done a hell of a Uh, Wrong,
0: Uh, or was nothing under ward, yeah.
1: Um, And yet um, he was out before he hit the deck. Mm. So that that no doubt unbalanced the team. I'm sure losing a play that early in the game, it it, it would have made it difficult for Carlton. And yet, if you if you look at the uh, the Geelong Fremantle game, um, Geelong lost Selwood pretty early, the piece, Mm. and still found a way. So it can be done, uh, even if the personnel isn't. there in numbers, so very disappointing. Well, just from a from a team point of view, should
0: should the team not have been in Bashir Huli's face for the rest of the day, kind of letting him know? You know, I've seen I've seen that before. That uh, you know, it's the one in all in kind of thing. That you yes. touch one, touch all.
1: And and look, I think there have been instances uh, through the course of the year where the players have gone into support a mate, whether it's yeah. Murphy or whoever it might be. But to tell you the truth, in that incident. I don't think anyone really knew what had happened. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I can remember following the game and looking back and just seeing a, a player. wasn't sure exactly who it was at mm. the time. You know, um, prostrate on the on the deck, mm. um, and not really sureing not really sure why it why it actually worked, but uh, or what actually happened. Sorry, Tony, I was maybe... Distracted momentarily, distracted, but by I, some I'm of the not seeing sure. list walking past the yes. recording facility here. Yes, yes, and so was our producer Grace. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know what I don't know at the time, I don't know exactly what had happened, right? Um, and I suspect that, that there weren't too many players that did actually just seeing Jack walk past. I think Jack uh, went across at the time, and there was yeah. one other player, might have been Matty Wright, that was in Hooley's face, yeah. But yeah, maybe in retrospect, it could have been a little bit more. Said or done
0: it just I guess uh, You know It's a small part Of that larger part Of uh, I guess A lack of pressure Yes uh, The pressure Kind of seemed absent
1: I will say Tony Hooley to his credit Did uh, get on the front foot To to apologise As quickly as he could To Jed Lamb I think he put in A call to Jed Lamb After the game Which wasn't the case I think in the Melbourne game When we lost Sam Rowan And and Cripps So um, I think You know To his credit I you know who realised pretty early in the piece that yeah. he'd um, he'd caused a fairly, you know, uh, nasty outcome with what he'd done. So, um, but obviously as we speak, that's that whole instance have its sequel um, yeah. at the tribunal. So we um, wait and watch with interest.
0: Indeed, and like we say, out of uh, out of cont- uh, sorry, out of character for that bloke. Now um, there were look we got to say a couple of moments that were. Um, just a pure perfection. Cripps's mark. I just want to point out right off the bat that he was
1: staggering. He was just over Jack yes, Riefold, yeah. Of all people, and and you know, great point you make, Tony. Because I had the opportunity to speak to the the, the Cripper after yeah. the game, and I forgot. To oh, approach that with him. can you believe it? Perhaps I was so crestfallen with the result, Tony. Yeah. But um, but that was a that was a magnificent mark, and I think what probably you take from something like that is that Cripps seems to be have regained his mojo physically. You know, he had an injury interrupted pre-season, and he was, for a long, a long time in the first half of the year, I think he was playing under great sufferance. Mm. You know, we don't know for sure what sort of physical ailments players take in, but he obviously was really labouring, you know, and yet, to me, he seems to be, um, again, you know, the classic... Um, Contested possession Gathering beast And he's going forward He's taking marks And kicking goals So um, I think uh, What we're seeing Tony Is Crips Regain That form That I mean Set him Set him apart So early in his career And um, Carlton's the beneficiary For that for sure And
0: um, not only that The spectators Because that was there was a couple of great grabs. There's grab. there a lot of um, how do I put this? I'm going to put this delicately. There were a lot of hmm, interesting umpiring <laughs> decisions on the day, uh, with uh, with rules applied. It seemed somewhat randomly. Yes. Thankfully, the crowd was there to give instant feedback on that. I think the
1: annoying one, you know, the the deliberate out of bounds. I think that was one that comes oh, to mind too. The, that, the Jack Silvani yeah, one. Yeah, well, it was uh, red hot. Rance. I mean, it was. Oh, that. Well, yes. Yeah. And what Rance has that? been picked up, I think, for uh, the, his animated. Reactions, so uh, we say, okay. at the moment. Um, some of the uh, observers uh, were alluding to that. I think on one of the programs I watched early in the week. So, yeah, there were some mystifying decisions, but you know, at the end of the day, it really didn't make uh, much difference it, to the to the overall result. I no. don't think.
0: Well, I'm I'm just trying to concentrate on the positives here. Um, if uh, Look, if you're down down in the mouth about uh, Carlton having lost and you're thinking, do I go and see the Adelaide game next week? Yes, you do. And do you know why? Because there is a fairy tale unfolding at the Carlton Football Club and that fairy tale's name is Liam
1: Jones. Well, it's a great story, isn't it, Tony? You've got to say, you know... And, um, Look at twenty six. It's it's almost as if Carlton's has inherited a, a, a new recruit. To yeah. me, i I know he's been on the on the scene for a little while now. But my my God, where's this form been? You know the way. But there you go. You know what an inspired decision to push him back uh, to let him you know back his judgment and attack the ball as it comes in. I, I think Carlton has just. I mean, the defense has been the success story yeah. of the year. But you know this the the way Liam is. Is going about his business And I know it's early in the in the piece But he's just a, He's a different player isn't yeah. he it seems And um, readers um, Of the website might have seen The little interview with Liam Where he mentioned How when told by Josh Fraser He was going back He actually thought of it as a demotion It meant that yeah. he failed as a defender As a forward Whereas no the opposite was the case They wanted him to be a more versatile player Play back and pitch it the ruck <laughs> And we. <laughs> <laughs> spe-
2: speaking of, oh, speaking of oh, admirable oh. defenders As,
0: as I word. live and breathe As I <laughs> live Well this is a reunion <laughs> of sorts this on? this one? <laughs> Are we, are we off here? Are we on we on? Yeah. Yes we're off I've got two
2: minutes <laughs> so make it quick
0: <laughs> You were never meant to discover <laughs> us together <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's I'm not what it looks like I'm the background yeah. <laughs> We've got Michael Jameson We've got, got two chairman? minutes. So two minutes. Are you
0: a busy man these days? Post, I'm upstairs, uh, post- the, I'm upstairs in the boardroom.
2: I'm working with a group that's hoping to get involved with the club, but I'm upstairs in the boardroom with some very important people. So and you, but make, you're prepared to slum it down here with the likes of us. Just for one minute. Now you're, <laughs> you're up to. So you, yeah, well, you've taken a minute up asking <laughs> silly <laughs> questions, so hurry up. Can we
1: take it, uh, Michael, that being in the boardroom, that this is a forerunner to... Um,
2: I'm not doing Chris Judd. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no you're like... Nah. How's,
1: how's life, Jemo? I, I did see you in the rooms early in the year after one of the losses at the yep. G. Uh, and you were saying to me at the time that you're really enjoying uh, just going along and, and watching the boys uh, go around. Uh, not a lot of players would necessarily do that, but you're...
2: No, and I didn't think I would as much as I am. I've turned into a real fanboy. Um, I had to go for a walk in the... Was it the GWS or goal Coast game at three quarter time? Mm-hmm. So I was so nervous. I actually went for a walk down the street and put Enya on <laughs> just to come <calm laughs> there. Yeah. Did you really? But then Jack yeah. kicked that goal, and I was happy.
0: Yeah. yeah. You are tweeting. You can find Jamo, of course, yeah. uh, on Twitter and all the social media. He's across all platforms. Yes. He's amazing. How's the body post football? How do you well, How it, do you feel?
2: It's 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 sort of hard to judge because I'm not doing a lot with it. Mm. Um, I'm playing basketball a couple of nights a week and. Mm. I'm sure the skinnies have gone up a little bit, but so they can. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so what are you doing with yourself now?
2: I'm just working at a, an, a funds management group. Yeah. Um, one of the great things about the Camp Football Club is that my boss is my player sponsor for five years, so you meet great people, and that's why I'm here today, and I'm lucky enough.
1: And, and as a student of the game as you are, Mick, you must be enjoying the, the fortunes of the team, the progression of the team, particularly the the... the the defensive team, the uh, yeah. team. yeah, What have you, What
2: have your observations been of the of that core of players no, I love, the it. love it. Love it. Very excited. Um, wish I was ten years younger and and playing with those boys because they look like a great bunch and, and great people as well. Fifteen seconds. Last <laughs> right. question. Okay.
0: How's the podcasting? Remember you were doing uh, another podcast. It was with Zach Tui, wasn't it? It
2: was, and, and, and a highly other- a highly. <laughs> Rated highly above the two-tones. It did, really? Yeah. So <laughs>
0: highly that half of the team got traded to Geelong. Yeah. Is that
2: right? Well, we think you two might have been behind that, maybe.
1: <laughs> it was a bloodless coup, Jembo.
2: I've got to go. Lovely to see you. you.
1: Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. The great number 40, Michael Jefferson Never cease to embrace See, we get them all. We sure do. We do. How wonderful. He's looking well, isn't he? Oh, he's a great he's man. I do love Michael A great Jameson. servant How of the Carpenter Football him. Club. Yep. And, and lovely that he's still... You know, he's he's a groupie these yeah. days, which is magnificent. As I said, I've seen him at a couple of the games on the concourse, you know, and um, uh, it's great to see him around and all the past players getting back to the club, yeah. which means the club is, you know, is connecting again and it's lovely to see. And also, um,
0: you know, a tinge of envy there, much better than... Uh a tinge of relief that he's that he's not playing in the back line
1: well you know for him to say you know he wish he was ten years again, he's, yeah. he's probably not on his pet below there but no. but uh, <laughs> but you obviously you know can read between the lines that he, he he's he's loving what he's seeing in this group and he he can see the progression um, and that's that's that all goes well for the team I think it's fantastic
0: now tone we're going to draw a line under our um uh, post-mortem of the Richmond game. Yes. Um, just by the way, what was the crowd there?
1: I, I think... Now, I, I was heading near the room, so I... Was it mid-60s? So, um, I think the crowd at the game, I, I reckon it was around 65. Pretty. It was, pretty, it was a pretty good audience. Yeah, it was Yeah, it, it, was, it was. It was. It was raucous and it was wild. Um, I suspect Richmond probably had the numbers yes. being the home team. Yeah. But, but um, you know... Talking about crowds, um, I think it was an observation of, of Patrick Cripps himself after the game. Uh, the the thrill of playing in front of th- that body of people, mm. you know, and I suppose having been uh, privy to some of the great Carlton teams, mm. we were all used to rubbing shoulders with uh, the masses, you know, that the, the mm. Carlton games, you know, just automatically attracted 70,000 people plus to the G. Hasn't always been the case in recent years. Mm. So, um... Cripps alluded to the the, the big numbers at the MCG after, afterwards. You know and the experience of playing before sixty five thousand people, and how we look forward to um, the becoming more of a regularity that, mm. that the Carlton team would play in front of, of big numbers. And um, so I think you know that all goes well for the development of the team also. And and if the progression continues. Well, obviously the numbers are going to come back, and, yeah. um, and we're going to be seeing Carlton run out and more finals-type yeah. games through the course of a home and away season that we have probably in, in you know the part, better part of the past decade or or plenty. So, all it, good. It really does lift, you know. If there is a big crowd there, it's exciting. It just
0: adds a dimension to it that are right tone has been absent from Carlton games in the last uh, decade and a half or <laughs> so. Now, uh, tone, your job is there were um, despite the result and despite some players. Turning in some, well, some performances that they would probably rather forget, there were some standouts for the Blues against uh, Richmond. Well, there were, Tony.
1: And I must say, great minds think alike because Grace has listed the uh, best players here for Carl. And uh, I can't uh, not uh, agree with her 3-2-1. So my uh, first vote went to uh, Sam Doherty. You know... um, what a great season he is having. Um, the board off half-back t- uh, half with Simmer on the other flank. Um, you know, great great player for the Carlton Football Club. Love his desperation. Yeah, Two votes to the man we've just spoken of, Patrick Cripps. Uh, he's certainly getting back to that, um, that form we, can, we know he can display. And um, uh, what a great player he is and will be for the Carlton Football Club. And three to a, a man who's uh, in career-best form, without doubt. Um, he's got to be thereabouts as a... Perspective all Australian ruckman. I talk of Matthew Cruiser, oh. um, superb game for the football club. Um, it was nice to see him him uh, getting into the cotchens ribs too. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. The number one and number two. Draftees of that respective year yeah. um, Obviously there's a healthy respect there But I think he's been Tremendous for the current Football Club this year Just his capacity to push himself Onto the next contest And to do it for four quarters Is yeah. a, a, a great measure of the man's work ethic His fitness Can I just make a
0: point that's probably Like most of my observations Completely uninformed He stole a a he stole a, a, a ball And kicked a goal I think it was in about the first quarter It was a great Bit of intercept. He yes, he ran back to the boundary line. He was ready to go and contest the ball
1: up. Was not heaving.
0: Like, no. What's his What's his fitness? No. He was I, just
1: I, I mean, that's 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 it. And and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's a a, a reason you know that you equate with the good form. It's got to be the fact that he's injury free. Yeah. And that hasn't always been the case for for Matt Cruiser. We, we've never really seen the best of him until now mm. because injury or whatever it is has always held him back. And. How how he must be enjoying his football now that he you know with that freedom to do what he knows he he's capable of because his body's allowing him to do yeah. it um, and you know let's just hope that we that he, he stays fit. And that he can continue on with this. Because Ruckman, as we know, Tony, are uh, late developers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as great as this has been, you know, it, it's reasonable, I think, to assume that the best is yet ahead for Matt Cruiser, And um, that whets the appetite of any current supporter, I'm sure. It really
0: does. He's <laughs> a much beloved player. He is. If I speak personally, I, I just think he's awesome. He's he's in, he is indeed. a heart and soul kind of player. Now, um... <clears throat> We should uh, preview uh, next week's game, Saturday 1st of July, two ten, uh, Carlton versus Adelaide at the MCG. You would notice I pronounced Carlton first, which means it's a home game for the Baggers. Uh, Adelaide don't play many home games at the MCG, surprisingly.
1: Um, now, there will be a, uh, a record, Cade Simpson. Wow. The, the evergreen Cade Simpson, Tony, uh, it, it's quite extraordinary. Yes, you, you're quite right. He's due to play his 278th uh, league game this week, which... Brings him level with the the uh, the Adonis Evie the oh. uh in sixth spot for most games in club history. Um, you might want to um, rattle off the the names ahead of him, Tony. Well, off the top of my head, that might be <laughs> Craig
0: Bradley, three hundred and seventy-five games. He's the uh, the record holder. Bruce Dool, three hundred and fifty-six. <laughs> <laughs> Not from his own mouth, though. I'll tell you that much. John Nichols, Big Nick, three twenty-eight. Sauce, three twelve. Harry Madden two eight seven, Cuda as you said two seventy eight Simo two seventy seven the great Jeff Southby two sixty eight David Mackay two hundred and sixty three and Jezza two
1: hundred and fifty six. Well, when you look at those names, you know, and the company that Simo is now keeping, you know, it, 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 it catapults it comfortably keeping yeah. it catapults him into the you know, elite of the of the football club. You know, they, these are the greatest names of. of Ever donned a, a dark navy blue guernsey, and Simo's um, uh, well, you know, well amongst them. How far can he get, Tony? Oh, look, he's had a great year, so he's, he's
0: got another year at least. Oh
1: yes, yes, and uh, so that will get him beyond the three hundred game mark. Yeah, uh, and then within reach of uh, of Sauce. So um, uh, will Sauce be? Um, getting his <laughs> two bombs <laughs> worth in at selection. I think he, not. He I give, not. He might I, give him the tap at game three eleven and yeah. say, I think you cooked, mate. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but no, I, I look, all power decayed. You know, pound for pound, I don't think there's a more courageous player. You know, we hear um, of Dangerfield acknowledging mm. Selwood as perhaps the most courageous player he's ever seen play. But if you look at, you know, at, at Simo and the stature of the man, um, how, how has he been able to... You know, well, not not just play two hundred and seventy seven great games, but to survive over so many years in this most brutal competition, it's an absolute credit to him. Uh, he he's such an inspirational player. The players love him. The supporters love him. And may there be many, many, many more games for the current Football Club for the for the great number um, number six. Amen to that. Now, he's a Gembrook boy, isn't he? Emerald, Emerald, Emerald okay. if memory serves, Yarra Valley League. Um, so maybe it's the Mountaineer up there, yeah, Tony. Whatever be. it is, but uh, my word, he's been a great servant for the Carlton Football Club. And wouldn't it be magnificent to see him on the podium in that last Saturday, in September? Oh, you know, you know, sad. if ever a man deserved yeah. it. And I mean, football owes you nothing, I guess, at this level. But it would be such a fitting reward for a, a great servant of the football club. That's I'm for into sure. that.
0: Nobody will begrudge that. Nobody at all. Um, now, Carlton v Adelaide tone, just quickly, uh, it's going to be tough. It there's is. no doubt about it. But I imagine there's a lot of studying of the Hawthorne game.
1: Yes, yes. And, and how Hawthorne's seem to pick Adelaide apart. And again, we, you know, we talked about earlier about teams being slightly off edge. Mm-hmm. You know, Adelaide sort of has, um, in recent weeks... You know, struggled struggled a little bit to bring its A grade game to the table. It is a long year, and there are peaks Mm. and troughs.
0: And Eddie didn't do much last uh, week. No, he
1: hasn't. You know, but I always, you know, it's the Murphy's Law (laughs) fear, isn't it? You know, uh, you know, and maybe he is due. But uh, but I know that you know Carlton too need to really hit back hard Mm. for a a pretty poor showing against Richmond. So I'd imagine that both teams are really going to be up for this, and this this will be this will be a fair old contest uh, on the MCG. Traditional Saturday two ten start, Tony. We we hope that uh, the uh, the Blue Fraternity turns out in force. We really need yeah. members of the game. I think the the coaching group and the players are doing their bit. We need the army of members and supporters to um, follow suit and and get behind the baggers because uh, it might be the difference between win and a loss at the weekend.
0: Damn right. You don't know what sort of uh, Cripps or Jones magic you're likely to see. Well, you don't. You want to be there seeing it in person. That's
1: true. And and it should be pointed out that, you know, maybe David Cunningham and Zach Fisher, who are late withdrawals, I suppose, from the team, might be right to go again. We Um, did miss them. Jed Lamb. Uh, Jed Lamb will be a a wait and see. It was a massive knock. Um, So I I guess his condition will be monitored through the course of the week. We won't know until... Probably they run out Saturday. So, but let's hope for his sake that um, he can play. Um, well, at least hope he's right. You know, that he's over that pretty nasty, nasty uh, knock to the head. Indeed.
0: All right. Thanks, uh, Tony DeBolfo. Tony Mowbray signing off here for the Two Tones. Remember that game. Thank you, Jammo. Uh, Yeah, And thank you, Michael Jamison, too. Uh, Saturday, July the first, two ten at the MCG. Go Blues. Thank you, Grace. Thank
1: you, Lord.